Nora Legend became a celebrity almost overnight when she predicted the great snowstorm of the South in a region that never sees weather activity as such. The weatherman from that said region acknowledged and confirmed her prediction on live TV and warned the people of the town it would most greatly affect to take caution. After that, Nora became very busy. Police departments reached out to her to acquire her assistance in solving active cases along with cold ones. At home, she received a lot of visitors from people seeking her help. Nora was very kind and gracious about how she dealt with the general fickle public, but reminded them, the truth is never kind. Then came the day Caesar Ray, a prominent figure in the business world with a heavy southern drawl when he spoke, publicly attacked Nora's character on TV time and countless time again, calling her a fraud. From the comfort of her home, she shook her head and snapped off the TV. She knew to expect a visit from him, soon. Nora didn't have to wait long for Caesar to make an appearance at her door. He did not come for a reading that was obvious from the snide comments he made towards her every moment he could seize. But with patience and undeserved kindness, she served him well, inviting him to sit in her meditation room with her, where she did her readings. Tell me, Miss Legend, Caesar began, taking on a haughty air about him as he took a seat across from her at a small round table. Where are all your theatric props? This room looks much too plain for a woman who practices witchy woo-woo for a living, he said, laughing. Inside herself, she would have rolled her eyes at him, but she contained herself and smiled instead. Clearly he was enjoying himself at her expense. She looked around her little room, which only consisted of a table and two chairs and heavy dark curtains to block the three o'clock sunlight and heat from coming in through the only window in the room. And in front of this one window sat a three-drawer dresser where she kept her supplies. Candles, a lighter, stones and crystals, four different card decks, incense and fresh table linen to change out. She liked her room. It wasn't too fancy a showing. I'm sorry, Mr. Ray, I don't quite understand when you use the term theatric props. Were you expecting a crystal ball sitting in the middle of the table, or maybe some hydraulic lift to levitate the table for shock effect? Is that what you mean? She asked. The room is just fine. Try not to let it bother you. Folding his arms before him, he sat back in his seat and simply answered yes with a sneer playing upon his lips, seemingly unconvinced. Oh, I've no need for all that, Mr. Ray. That's only on television. Surely a man of your intelligence doesn't believe in everything shown on TV? No, I don't, Missy, but don't these things go hand in hand for your sideshow? Touch a Mr. Ray again, only for TV. So how may I help you? Sir? You've clearly come a long way to see me. Surely it isn't just to rub your disdain for me in my face? I'm a skeptic, Miss Legend, he began. Yes, I'm fully aware, so again, why are you here? she asked. Her relaxed nature bothered Caesar greatly. Well, I'd like for you to make a believer of me. Tell me something I can use going forth from here, he replied. I cannot do that when you've already made up your mind against me, she countered. Oh, come now, Miss Legend, entice me, sway me, amaze me. 
He then leaned forward across the table to touch her nose with his and say, Humor me and hit me with your best shot. Okay, stay right there, she said, pushing her chair back to stand. I have a special deck of cards to use for our time together. These here simply won't do, she said, as she picked up the deck of cards she had originally pulled out from the dresser and replaced them with some black cards with gold trim. She shuffled the cards once she sat down and asked him to part them in three sections. Before he could question, she supplied an answer, It's how I do things, Mr. Ray. Now tell me what is it specifically you have a question about. Cesar explained to her about some new stocks he invested in and wanted to know if it had been a wise or risky choice to get involved in. Nora laid down card after card from each of the three decks, forming an upside-down pyramid from her view. Examining the cards quietly and carefully, she measured her words before she spoke. Well, I'm not quite sure why you came to me for help when you seem to know what you're doing, being wealthy and successful in all your dealings. Miss Legend, I just want you to confirm for me what I already know. As I said before, humor me if you will. What she read in the cards only spelled disaster for him. But would he accept these facts? I'm sorry, Mr. Ray, I cannot confirm what you want. Matter of fact, I must dissuade you from this foolhardy venture with this company, she explained, while she still studied the cards. Miss Legend, are you aware of just who I am? he asked, becoming annoyed with her. How dare she cross him and tell him his business? Nora had just about reached her summit of patience for this snotty man. He sat back in his seat, watching her face that was devoid of any emotion. Oh, she's good, he thought to himself. Just what exactly are your little designer cards telling you about me, little missy? he asked, and may I ask you a personal question? She gathered up her cards off the table into one stack, reshuffled them, kissed them, then set them down in front of her. Caesar stared at her oddly, but waited for her to answer. Sure, go ahead. This question is free, she replied, with a toothy grin. Just how long do you see yourself playing this game with people? He began, as he waved his hand in the air, to dismiss something, this charade, stealing good people's money and just telling them what they want to hear. What does your own fashion tell you? If you're a genuine psychic, Surely you must know what's coming to you, right? he asked. Nora tried not to laugh at him. It seemed very evident to her. His accent got more deeper the more irritated he became with her. Mr. Ray, I don't do this to play games or cheat innocent people. I try to help them, and I will continue to do so for as long as I can. I cannot determine what my own future will hold. It's really not my place to know. Reading the cards, just don't work that way. Not for me. Well, it's really not your place to be telling other people's future now, is it? He fired back. Point taken, but they still come to me. I only read to them what the cards show me. It's really up to them to decide how much of what I tell them resonates with them, and they will take from it what they will. Just as you will, I'm sure of it. Now, if you would be so kind as to see yourself out, I have another appointment coming very soon she lied. 
Nora was done trying to be nice and just wanted to expel his negative energy from her room and off of herself. He yawned and stretched in his seat. She stood up, pulling back the curtain she used in the doorway to divide her meditation room from her waiting room. She turned to wait for him to stand. He stayed watching her, then slowly pulled his wallet from his back pocket of his slacks and pulled a $20 bill and tossed it on the table like it was trash. I will crush you, Miss Legend, he said, as he slowly stood and headed for the door. Turning to take one last glance her way, his intent to scare her, said, You watch your back, Miss Legend. Your last name will be all that remains of you. Asterisk, 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 asterisk. It didn't take too long after that when she had two hits on her life, courtesy of Caesar Ray, both unsuccessful in their attempts. She eventually succumbed to a health illness that took her life rather quickly. Then later on that year, the world experienced a traumatic occurrence an earthquake that shook the whole world and claimed the life of only one single solitary human. Mr. Caesar Ray 